Five Drive. Catch up. Five. So I'd mentioned the fact that all of next week in the show is going to be about Gorongosa National Park, which is just one of the most incredible places anywhere in the world. It's in central Mozambique. It's a breathtaking haven for wildlife and an inspiring testament to conservation because established in 1960, this is like a world famous park. Then a civil war breaks out. 1997 to 1992 decimates it. The animals either get killed or pushed out. In 2008, a tech tycoon by the name of Gregory Carr says, I'm going to restore this place in partnership with the government. And they do. They've had their series of challenges, but they are, it's breathtaking. There's a video, actually, it's already up on the Instagram page. You've got to go and check out. So we flew in by bush plane into Gorongosa Park. And after an incredibly long day, I sat down with Pedro Muagura, who is a dedicated conservationist, who is the park's warden. <laughs> I think I think a good place to start, yeah. like I was talking to you about before, yeah. how we're from South Africa, we're the neighboring country, yeah. and yet so many South Africans, young South Africans that we talk to, yeah. when we said Gorongosa, they said, where is that? What is that story? Yeah. Whereas if you look at the rest of the world, they seem to know. Yeah. You go and you look at the big CNNs and the... Um, the National Geographics, they've all been here. They've come to this place because of how exceptional the story is. But South Africans and young South Africans that we talk to, mm. I think there are a lot of them that this is going to be the first time that they hear about Gorongosa. And so because of that, I think we have to start at the beginning. We have to go back to how this park yes. came to be okay. as it initially was. Thank you. First, I want to welcome you and very happy to be with the South African man. I used to speak to people from America, from Europe, now you are here, very close by, and that is my first point to thank you by and welcoming you. And this Gorongosa uh, came uh, from colonial time when it was very difficult to assess. And uh, but after independence, we experienced a very short time of independence then again uh, the area uh, was involved in civil war uh, during uh, the time of war when opposition renamo started uh, causing problems killing of elephants especially elephants for ivory uh, because we we know that they want to have um, ammunition and, and firearms and this park again got problem in terms of uh, animal population in terms of uh, forestry habitat uh, it became uh, area of uh, battle fighting fortunately after a peace agreement in 19 uh, 90, uh, from 92, the park again after the civil war, there was a intention of government of building it. It's one of the most inspiring stories I've ever got to cover, and all of next week you're going to get to hear about it on the show. The Mars Singer, South Africa. In the middle of the country, it was a beautiful park that 
how it was described to us is like if you grew up in Europe or Portugal specifically, you grew up knowing about this park. You'd go to the movies and the little movie before the movie would be a documentary on it, like one of the first things in color. And you would get to see this thing of like middle of Africa, wildlife, like nowhere else in the world. You can't believe it. And it was this bastion of beauty. It then gets destroyed by the wars that happen in Mozambique. And the animals get forced to leave, get killed for food and, and various other things as a consequence of war, landmines and etc. But somebody comes and rewilds this park and gives it all its history back, which I think is a story worth hearing because we live in a part of the world where we need individuals who are going to come give time, money and efforts and everything else that it takes to create hope, to fix our country, our continent. So the park is a great story of that, a great example of that. We meet now uh, with the park's warden. His name is Pedro Muagura. He is somebody who has a deep background academically in conservation uh, and has been at the park for some years. This interview was done after the end of a like 45-hour day, what it felt like. But sitting in the bush in Gorongosa, we began to chat and here is our conversation myself and Pedro oh, we're excited I mean for us as I say it's this mm. place is an example of something that that suffered but it was restored it, by it from the work of a very dedicated people mm. for you as a man also just what is it how does how did it change you to see a, the restoration how did you, you when you started to see habitats returning when you started to how did that feel to me sometimes i lose where to start to explain this area i used to say that you have to come to be one of witnesses to say on your own words because my words is that this area is a sample to very different areas where people claim that environment is already distracted but this is an area to show that areas which are disturbed can be still uh, rehabilitated and become again very special area to visit this is becoming again destination point not only to tourists but also to students last month i came across with 500 badgers I said, in my life, it's my first time to come across with five handbagers walking on the ground. Seems to be international conference of handbagers. <laughs> it's very rare. I used to teach about beekeeping. This area, you will see the richness of uh, flora, the, the, the pollination, pollinators, plant species which can produce a lot of nectar, whereby even our honey here, if you come across with Gorongosa honey, you can put it in the cup and turn it down like this. Honey will not go out. It's a very dense honey, very unique honey in this area. Sometimes I used to use uh, the words that this is epicenter of economy. This area, epicenter of economy from natural resources, flora, fauna, insecta, 
avifauna, mammals, amphibians, reptiles. If you want to see the biggest crocodile also, come and you go to Lake Urema. You will see the biggest crocodile, not only big in size, you will see also the quantity of crocodiles, like tinned fish in, in, in one place. In my life, I don't know any other place where you will see crocodiles, very high density of crocodiles like here. And the only part which is needed here is knowledge. If we have very good luck that we are building schools, we are building hospitals, and the people become well educated, this is one of the last area. The wilderness is here. It is one of the last wild places on our planet and beauty unrivaled at that. Go look at our social media if you don't believe me. We dropped a video on Friday, which still I can't believe I was in the presence of actually getting to see with my real eyes on 5FM's Instagram page. So we are exploring this beautiful park called Gorongos and we get there on the first day. We don't yet know what we're gonna see in the morning because we arrive through the show and nightness falls, but we are told that it's one of the last wild places on earth. We also know that a war happened. But I, I wanna focus in on those bad times because I think a lot of people wouldn't actually know how bad it was. I mean, what, what happened here? Yeah, you know, this area on the bedtime became the area of fighting. You know, it's the rebels who are coming and take over this place. And the military, the government, the army also take over the area. And I can say that after peace agreement, I visit this area. We have been able to see ammunition all over, distractions, was no electricity here, completely no electricity. We are using generator to this, but talking about elephants, uh, there is an area called Casa Banana where was a uh, big camp, a military camp of uh, opposition soldiers. And they used to land there and pick ivory from Mozambique, especially to South Africa. Because at a certain point, you know that the rebels were supported by South Africa before independence of South Africa. And myself, I knew that when Samora Mashir was still alive, and uh, I'm talking about elephant, lost completely, lion. I remember that at a certain point we came with my students and we saw female lion with a cable, and it was very bad. And that same female was having uh, five cubs, small, yeah, lioness, and we were we were very happy to see that uh, lioness, but we also thought, uh, how can this population grow from that one female? And everybody on those bedtime also, I came with my students, and students they did strike here because they failed to see animals and they were forced, you know, after a peace agreement. Several students, especially from secondary school, they were forced to follow some types of courses like forestry, wildlife management. You know, government want to do a lot to make sure that 
new generation could uh, rehabilitate this park. Now, those students, they said, why are you bringing us here? And, but no animals are here. And I said, you know, you are going to be first technicians to, to do something in order to gain, in order to make sure that this area, in terms of habitat, even without animals, this area in terms of vegetation type, I can tell you that in South Africa you will not see an area like this. I have been visiting Kruger and other areas. Even Zimbabwe, you can't compare the habitat which is here. Catch up from some of the best moments from the 5 Drive team by going to 5FM's catch up page on the 5FM app or 5FM.co.za.